Good morning. Welcome to the Day Fox Home Remodeling Show. I'm Gary Demas. Really glad to have you tuning in this morning. And we know we have many loyal uh, listeners out there, right, Jamie? That's right. So we're glad to have you all on board. If there's anybody new, we welcome you. So we're going to be talking about remodeling today, right, Jamie? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Sound like a good subject? I think so. All right. I think it'll be good. <laughs> okay. And we have a special guest, which we'll introduce here in just a second. First, I want to let everyone know that you can reach us by email, and that would be info at davefox.com. We'd love to hear from all of our listeners. Sometimes they have ideas for future shows and sometimes uh, just questions about products or something we talked about. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes Jamie's giving away free Dave Fox um, tape measures. And, <laughs> sometimes. And, uh, yeah. Not today. <laughs> not today. Oh, okay. No, not today. All right. When are you going to have another freebie? I don't know. No? Yeah. We'll see. Okay. All okay. Right. So... Jamie, I'll let you introduce our guests this morning. Yeah, so today we actually have one of our very own carpenters here yep. with us. We have Drew Welch. And Drew, how long have you been with Dave Fox? A little over one year. A little over one year. I was going to yeah. say, one of our newer yep. employees. Good. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad yeah. to be here. So have you ever been on radio before? I have not. All right. First timer. Okay. <laughs> okay. Buckle up. Well, this is a good show to learn on because Jamie and I don't know what we're doing anyway, so you're going to sound good, Drew. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's our 11th season, but we haven't quite figured it yeah, out yet. That's <laughs> All right, good. So, Drew, why don't you just start by kind of telling us a little bit about what you do for Dave Fox as a carpenter? Yeah, so I'm a carpenter, typically doing carpentry stuff, whether that's trim work, installing cabinets, um, occasionally some demo um, on different projects. Could be from small bathroom remodels to whole home additions. Um, so just part of the production process on a day-to-day -day basis on site. Very good. Who do you spend most of your day with? Are you typically alone? Are you with another carpenter? I'd say most of the time I am alone working on stuff. Yeah. Um, occasionally my project manager, Joe, will pop in. Um, we'll communicate often via phone, text. Uh, if there's materials I need, he'll, you know, I'll, I'll let him know. He'll drop them off. Uh, occasionally we'll need some extra help. That one person, you know, it's kind of hard to set cabinets above your head with one person. Yeah. So um, we'll get somebody either on our team or sometimes from other teams that will come mm -hmm. and and help out so yeah so do you spend most of your day on one project or do you kind of hop around a little bit most days yeah you're you're on one site um, you know you're there from start to finish 8 to 4 30 um, rarely is it going from one site to another on the same day yeah but That's it can't happen too right drew yeah absolutely because you, you got know, that whole idea you know you get there at, yeah. at eight and some days if, if you're going to be needing three saws out and all your tools it'll take a good half hour 45 minutes just to set up yeah um and then so you know if you got to do that two times in a day three times yeah. in a day you've, you've spent a lot of your time just packing and cleaning up yeah and on yeah. those days fortunately they're rare it, it does feel like mm -hmm. an unproductive day i suppose because you're <laughs> plus I, you know i think the fun of being a carpenter is building something absolutely and at the end of the day seeing what you did yes. right yeah. yeah yeah i mean it's it's yeah that's Probably my favorite thing in, in doing what I do is yeah. uh, taking what's essentially, in some cases, nothing, if it's an addition, right, it's a new yeah. space, mm -hmm. uh, and turning it into to, to something that's more functional, Yeah, um, that, that a client needs in their life, wants in their life, 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's good to see the product mm-hmm. come to fruition. And um, yeah, it's just, it's, a good, it, it's, it's enjoyable for sure. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not my first career. Um, yeah. I'm sure, you know, I think I've told you guys that. Yeah, so, so. Where, you've been here a little over a year. Where were you, how did you come to us? Yeah, so uh, the year prior to that, I was on my own just taking on projects for people in my community, um, doing some work on my own house. And um, I'd say about a year and a half prior to that uh, was sort of my beginnings in carpentry as a career. Um, and so I just, it's always been a passion of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took me a while to find it, I think, uh, at least I guess to devote my entire time as a career and a profession yeah. to it. Um, but I you know, started out with an art degree, doing graphic design and photography. Um, did that for five or six years, became uh, a teacher. And mm-hmm. I think part of that was I had always worked with kids through college, uh, like the elementary age. And then I even substitute taught while I was a graphic designer between freelance jobs. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and substitute teaching, that doesn't sound like very much Yeah, I mean, me. it's, it's, it is definitely not the <laughs> yeah. same yeah. Um, <laughs> as being a you know, full-fledged, mm-hmm. this is your classroom for the entire year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, turned into that, became a stay-at-home dad. Uh, for a few years and um, thought, you know, once that stint ended, I was like, what, what have I always been passionate about? What do I want to do? Mm-hmm. And as I looked back, even from a young child, I wasn't, you know, I was excited to get up on Saturday mornings, not to watch cartoons, but to watch shows like the New Yankee Workshop mm-hmm. and This Old House mm-hmm. and Home Time and things like that. And um, so, yeah, I, th- I think it helped too. I grew up in a rural setting. Well. So seeing my family and my dad just kind of there was a problem we kind of try to f- fix things ourselves so i think that developed my nature and love for tackling yeah. problems and trying to resolve things in that regard yeah <clears throat> so you've used the word passion a few times yeah. which really excites me because i think i love the old saying that everybody's heard you know if you choose a job you love you'll never work a day in your life absolutely and i think anything any job that taps into our passions you know, becomes fun, rewarding, fulfilling. Yes. Because usually what we're passionate about, we're good at. You know, um, I could be passionate about things that I'm not good at, and it would be pretty frustrating. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, if our passions are in line with our natural gifts and talents, then that's a, a recipe for success. Yes. I have, yeah. I have to agree. It's interesting. Yeah. You, you kind of touched on, I think, three of the four <laughs> things. Are you familiar with the term ikigai? It's a Japanese concept. Oh, no. Hmm. Yeah, and so it's like you, you take something that you love to do, mm-hmm. something that you're good at, mm-hmm. something that the world needs, mm-hmm. and something that pays money. I mean, we all, let's yeah. be honest, we all have bills to pay. We've got to yeah. have you know, a, a life that we can support. Yeah. Um, and sort of where all those meet would be considered your ikigai. Yeah. yeah. Iki. Iki. I've been called a geeky guy. <laughs> <laughs> So, Drew, what are some of the things that stick out in your mind over the last year that you've worked on that have been really kind of new to you or interesting or some of the things, projects that you've worked on? Yeah, you know, I think the one that stands out the most is the one I've been on for the last probably two, three months. Um, Doing a kitchen install, but it's very modern cabinetry. I don't think you get to see that too often. Mm -hmm. We get a lot more transitional, traditional cabinets. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think, you know, Having not installed that style before, yeah, uh, one might look at it and s- simply think, "Oh, this is very simplistic, minimal." 
No, it's quite the opposite. It's like all these eighth inch gaps and they all have to be consistent and everything flushes mm-hmm. out. But it's, um, I think part of it too. And I think some of it comes with just experience and age. It's like you may not have done something before, but if you have the fundamental skills, the foundation of what to do and having the, I guess, courage to, to face what could be a fear of like the unknown, right? Like, I'm not sure how this is going to go together necessarily. I know how cabinets go together and how they get installed, but, mm-hmm. um, and just being able to take that one step at a time. Yeah. And that I think brings some of the reward into play because you've got experience, right? And you right. have worked through a lot of different scenarios. And if you face a new one, you're not really afraid of it because mm-hmm. you know, with all your past experiences and the things you've learned, you're going right. to work, you're going to work yourself through it to success, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's really rewarding uh, to, to get a <clears throat> difficult project or a different project and sink your hands into that. And it's like, oh, good. We get to be a little bit experimental and creative here. Yeah. Yep. It's kind of like a, in most cases I find that's <clears throat> oftentimes like problem solving, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. here's the, the finished product that the designers, uh, you know, create and you can see it. And yep. you have to figure out how do I get it from this pile of materials to look uh, like the designer had envisioned. Exactly. Okay, so everybody, we appreciate you tuning in. We are talking to Drew Welch, one of our carpenters, and we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. I'm Gary Demas. Really glad to have you tuning in here to segment two. So, Jamie, we're talking to a guest this morning, Drew. Yes. One of our great carpenters. Mm-hmm highly experienced and drew you get some of the projects that not everybody can do because of your skills and i've yeah so i've come to understand that we <laughs> appreciate having uh such skillful carpenters like you we couldn't do what we do and we couldn't sell what we sell if we didn't have people like you drew that can actually make it happen yeah so appreciate yeah. that glad to be able to and i would yeah. imagine actually that art degree plays a lot into that, you know, having come from an artistic background and that level of detail and eye for design, really. Yeah, I, I definitely think it, it has. It's interesting. Sometimes I think, you know, it's, you know, it's like, uh, I may not be a designer anymore. I may not be a teacher anymore, but we go through these ex- experiences in life. Uh, we may not know at the time, you know, why we're doing these things, but then they kind of make sense yeah. down mm-hmm. the road at some mm-hmm. point. So I absolutely am able to use um, my art and design background. Yeah. Um, well, and probably teaching too. We, we purposely hire a lot of young, um, people into the trades yeah. and with the intention of teaching them and teaching them the right way to do things. Mm-hmm. And so I'd imagine that that gets utilized a fair amount, if not yet, probably more in the future. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, but we definitely like to educate and, you know, the, the trades is a tough industry because it's not, what the youth is like kind of primed to think of as a career path as, and as, especially as a professional career path. But Mm -hmm. you know, when you get into this caliber of construction, it is a very professional career path and it is a true career. Um, so what would you suggest to, you know, someone younger, maybe out of high school or in college and kind of not sure what they want to do that's interested in the trades or interested in carpentry? Yeah, I would say if that's an interest of theirs, they, you know, uh, I guess find a place to, to start and explore that interest, um, whether that's trying to find um, individuals who, who do what they think they might want to do, um, local carpenters, um, you, know, you know, try to talk with them. It would be um, 
read some publications. I know I've subscribed to Fine Home Building for a while, and you learn a lot of content within that. Um, learn how to do things. You know, there's not necessarily one right way to do something. There's oftentimes many ways to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, just kind of, I'm, I, you know, and and I am more of a research focused person. I guess I don't know why. That's just part of my nature. Um, I like to learn about what I'm going to do before I just jump right into it. And so for somebody like that, yeah, it's probably spending some time um, having the confidence and the courage to, to tackle their own projects if they have that space and, you know, need for that in their own home. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be to definitely start small. You know, if you're, <laughs> if you're starting out, you think you might have this interest, don't take on a kitchen remodel on your own. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you want to build some shelving or if you want to try to build, uh, you know, a piece of furniture, there's a lot of those skills mm-hmm. of, you know, it's like, you hear like the three main ones um, talk about it. Things are like uh, plum, square, level, you know, all these things. But, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I know even so if you have no experience whatsoever, Right. Um, but you have an interest. Maybe you've got some tools. You know, I think getting uh, practice on some of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Because some tools can be can be big and scary and because they're very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, but being safe with those as well. Yeah. Yep. So sh- shelves is probably a great place to start. Right? Yes. Yeah, something small. Almost Not everybody a, yeah. <laughs> has built a shelf. Have you ever built a shelf, Jamie? Yes, I have. See, there we go. Yeah. Birdhouse, shelf. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I know. I remember shop class in high school. Built we built a lamp. Yeah, that's getting in there. You're I, yeah. Dealing with electricity too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I made some lamps too on a lathe. A bunch of them actually. Yeah. <laughs> Back in high school shop, that was yeah. fun. Yeah. I know. It's um. It's. I mean, I also I enjoy doing things with my hands as well. I even enjoy like a a puzzle. To me, is mm-hmm. you know, I like the mental stimulation of a puzzle. And I feel like it's very similar trying to figure out, you know, how to build something and that kind of same mental, I guess, capacity of, of a puzzle. It is very much like yeah. a puzzle or a challenge that you're trying to put the pieces yeah. together, except you also have to build the pieces. Right. I think that's the thing, too, is like, you know, the, I think people thrive when they have an appropriate level of challenge to whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. If something's too difficult, it's easy to get discouraged, uh, step away from it, maybe don't pursue it. So you have to understand what your capabilities are, mm-hmm. um, but also, you know, have that courage to to try something new within your abilities uh, to kind of grow and to stretch yourself a little bit. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, I uh, for a hobby, you know, I'm a, I play guitar and I've built some guitars and repaired a lot of guitars and. It's like some of the guitars I've, people have trusted me with guitars that were built like in the 30s and 40s and or even back in the 1800s, and they need some restoration work. So talk about being a little afraid of touching something. <laughs> yeah. You've got something irreplaceable. Yes. And you do just have to have confidence in yourself, you know, before you take a fretboard off of a 1836 guitar mm-hmm. and repair something. It's like, my gosh, you could be scared to death and never touch it. Or, you know, if you have confidence in what you're doing, you just dig in, work your way through it, use all your experiences in the past, and and then it's really rewarding to come out on top. So, yeah. so far, knock on wood, I, yeah. I haven't got myself in big trouble. Oh, that's plastic table right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where's wood? Where's wood? <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. 
I don't know. But, so uh, do you go home and work on projects at home or are you kind of, is that now it, become work? And Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because I've had you know, these thoughts and conversations with my friends and things uh, re- recently. And so I haven't done projects in my own house, although I've got a couple. I kind of saved the large ones for last, like a kitchen yeah. remodel and yeah. my hall bath. Um, but I put those on hold and I have been, I still have some clients that I occasionally will do some small small jobs for that I can wrap up in a half a day to a day. Yeah. Um, but I'm getting to the point. Yeah. Like you said, it's like, you know, it's, it's good to have hobbies and I've turned what was a passion and a hobby that I've been doing for 20 years into a full-time thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not necessarily what I want to also do as a hobby outside of work. Right. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that so, makes sense. So yeah. Um, but it's, it's still, still enjoyable. I still learning, still enjoy learning something new. Um, uh, you know, there's always, new ways to do things and there's always new knowledge that's out there Mm -hmm. Um, i'd say four or five years ago uh, i got into like building science right and like how to control climate airflow moisture humidity in a house uh, which really fundamental things and part of that is you know houses are being built to a much tighter standard as far as air tightness Mm -hmm. Um, and so learning that's like hey you got to ventilate properly mm-hmm. if you're going to kind of close down a, a structure you got to have fresh air coming into that too so there's all different aspects to that but that was just sort of a, a vein of interest that i had uh years back and still do um but uh yeah it's just so many areas of you know niches and specialties within mm-hmm. construction yeah. and remodeling even that, that one can pursue yeah you know you talk about learning things and course i've been doing this for over 40 years and uh i've seen a lot of stuff in those 40 years but you know sometimes we'll have all the guys carpenters and project managers out in the shop and mm-hmm. kind of do a little training session and someone will talk about how they will cope a joint or miter this or miter that and i pick up stuff all the time from these guys you know yeah. it's like oh my gosh i never thought of doing it that way there are there are so many different ways of doing things and there's probably a lot of good ways and a lot of bad ways, but uh, it's just really fun to glean off of other people's experience. Because if you look at all the carpenters we have and all the, the combined experience we have among our team, mm-hmm. it's really amazing. Uh, and to hear these guys talk about how they uh, do their carpentry out in the field, it's really fun to learn from that. Yeah. So Absolutely. today we're talking to Drew. Drew's one of our excellent carpenters. And... Um, I know, Drew, you know, you're, you'll be out on the field, out in the field, and you'll have a set of plans. Right. And from that set of plans, somebody wants you to create something. So we're going to take a break, but after the break, I want to talk about kind of how that works. So Good. we'll be right back. You're listening to the Day Fox Home Remodeling Show. Glad to have you tuned in. This is segment three this morning. Jamie, so we've been through half of our show. That's right. About half to go. And just in case you missed the first half, we're talking to Drew. He's a very experienced carpenter, and we're talking carpenter stuff today, which is fun. So if you've missed the first half or any of our previous shows, you can go to Dave Fox Radio. There you can find all of our previously uh, broadcast shows. And Jamie, where else can they look for that? Yeah, I mean, I would definitely follow along with us on Instagram at Dave Fox Design Build. We keep a lot of our kind of day-to-day behind the scenes posted on there, especially in our stories. You get a lot of kind of 
in process project um, previews and things like that. It's also the first place we post pictures of any new projects. And also weekly, we announce what we're going to be talking about on the radio that weekend. Okay. So it's cool. just a great spot to kind of get the really instant, continuous information on our company. I should be watching that, so I know what we're going to be talking about. There you go. That's a great thing. <laughs> I could be prepared then. Yeah. Wouldn't that be good? Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. You would enjoy that, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, <clears throat> Drew, um, you've got a designer that's got something in his or her head. Yes. And it's really cool. They've talked to the client about it. They're all excited. Maybe they've looked at some pictures of something similar, whatever. But they dream up this really cool, unique thing. <clears throat> and it's all in their heads. So the designer starts to draw out plans so that Drew can put this thing together, right? Yes. And so you're, she's sitting there or he's sitting there. They got the whole thing pictured in their head. Now they're drawing plans to transfer that to you, the guy that has to build it. So they're starting with all the context of having talked to the client, they've looked at pictures, they've spent time thinking this through, they know exactly in their mind what they want. And now you just get a drawing with no context. Yeah. And you have to recreate that. Is that a challenge drawing sometimes? Drawing materials, yeah, <laughs> yes, absolutely, it yeah. can be. Um, it's good to have that sort of picture right the mm -hmm. um the end goal of what a space should look like and that's yeah. where i know we're transitioning right now from design boards to more of a notebook and that kind of stuff's going to be in there yeah. but uh that in info is still there but yeah i mean it's uh, it's important to have just like you know jamie you mentioned you enjoy a puzzle and that made me think of like jigsaw puzzles mm -hmm. imagine trying to do one without uh, the picture on the box or you know yeah, <laughs> the exactly. fold out paper that's yeah. inside you just have a bunch of pieces and you're mm -hmm. like all right well i can kind mm -hmm. of see how this yeah. You know, piece might go with this one, but it's good to have that overall picture. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, a lot of those, you know, if we're speaking of blueprints, uh, if it's an existing structure, we've got we've got that. If we're adding on a new one, we can see where that'll tie in. And uh, you can get down to pretty specifics mm -hmm. of um, measurements and where windows will go, where an outlet might be. Um, but something always changes in the field, doesn't it? It typically does, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've I've learned over the years that uh, perfect doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, and rarely, you know, so it's pretty common that things do change. Yeah. So it's good to have that expectation up front yeah. that uh, here's what we have, but, you know, you, you can't get uh, so far into it and committed to that that it's hard to step away and change and veer off from that initial yeah. design. Yeah, of course, we want the end product to be what the client and the designer visualize. Absolutely. But sometimes yeah. the path to get to there yes. is a little different yeah. than somebody yeah. else yeah. predetermined. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, oftentimes you're going in and you're doing the demo process. And when we do our in initial visits, you, you can't really see what's behind the walls. Right. Uh, you're not sure sometimes what you're going to get into. Mm -hmm. But you uncover that along mm -hmm. the way yeah. and it's just uh, happened to be an unknown uh -huh. that has to be addressed yep yep that makes this job fun and exciting yeah. and different every day yeah, yeah absolutely different just, every day mm -hmm. it's just the challenge right it's yeah. something new yep on a day to day basis yep. yeah absolutely I know it's funny you mentioned that about the puzzle because that is how my mom will only do puzzles without looking at the picture without the picture she was, that's, that's like a rule in our house is you cannot look at the picture <laughs> 
And the puzzles she likes to get, I forget the name of them, but they're all irregular pieces. They're not like regular puzzle pieces. They're all irregular shaped, and you have no idea what the picture is going to be. That's okay. Does that make them easier to go together, that they're irregular? So no. You're, you're no. buying a they're puzzle ridiculous. and you don't know what it's going to look like? She, ha- she like has this whole thing going with girlfriends, and they do this puzzle exchange, and they have the boxes covered. Oh, okay. So the, the box has a picture on it, but they just don't Yeah, they choose not it. to look at it. Someone or covers it. They don't it. tell anybody that right. they looked at it. Yeah. And it's never like a normal picture. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the next question I would have would be, how many pieces are in this puzzle? Yeah. <laughs> oh, like 500, 5,000. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> We're, I was gonna say if it's at a hundred, might be doable. No, yeah. but, no. <laughs> I know she's. I'm like, this is crazy. Just let me look at the picture. <laughs> she's like, no, it ruins the fun. Oh. But anywho, it is, um, you know, interesting. It's hard. It's like the game of telephone, right? Is basically what we play every day. The client tries to communicate to mm. the interior designer what they're what they like and don't like. The interior designer interprets that the best of their ability to a design. And then they create the design and then they try and interpret that via drawing to the person building it. Mm-hmm. And it's like this game of telephone, except if you've ever pay, played the game of telephone, it's it's not a very good game. <laughs> it always ends up wrong at the end. We can't let that happen. Yeah. So it's like this interesting game of telephone that the, the margin of error has to be very, mm-hmm. very slight and trying to... I think especially that a challenge is a lot of consumers that are not in the industry and maybe have a really hard time putting into words what they like and don't like or what they're envisioning for their space. Um, I think it can be a challenge to get that interpretation Mm -hmm. all the way through from the client all the way down to the carpenter building it at the time. Yeah, I think we find that information has to flow both ways. Mm -hmm. So, you know, from the designer to the guy that's building it and putting it together. And then there's questions. Oh, absolutely. Okay, you know, I have a little question about this. You got to go back up the chain, Uh find the answer. And uh, there's just, there has to be some back and forth from time to time. Yeah, communication is such a crucial aspect of our what we do, you know, I mean, between the client and the, and the design team, between the carpenters and the designers and back Mm -hmm. and forth. Um, Drew, would you say that there's anything that kind of surprised you about this career path? No, no, no no real surprises. Yeah. I I, I try to avoid too many expectations. Right. And so you just kind of, (laughs) well, that's a, that's pretty smart. Yeah. Yeah. So you're managing your own expectations before you even start. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Like it's just you know, it's mm-hmm. going to be something new every day. But as long as you know, the knowledge I have, the foundation I have, and, yeah. and, and what I can do is is yeah. always there. Yeah. Then, like you said, it's just solving one problem, yeah. a puzzle, uh, one day at a time. Yeah. What would you say in your background and, you know, from, is it from childhood with your working with your dad or is it from something you've learned across the board? Like, what would you say was your biggest aha moment of your knowledge? Like, when did you really get into it and feel like, I really actually know what I'm doing here? Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to go back to, uh, I, I like my research, right? I, I like to look mm-hmm. into things prior to taking that first step mm-hmm. um, into actually doing and so, you know, I spent my childhood really fascinated, really enthralled by uh, seeing people do things, mm-hmm. but taking that first step. Um, and I'm, I, you know, I said, if you're interested, don't take that first step by doing a kitchen remodel, but that's yeah. exactly what I did. Oh. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> um, 
And so, yeah, that was actually my first step into like, okay, I've seen this done, you know, mm-hmm. enough times. I, I feel confident I, I could do it. Yeah, it might take me a while on my mm-hmm. own, like nine months. And uh, that's a lot of eating dinners out of a, a microwave yeah. and the fridge living in the dining room. Um, but that's what I did at my parents' house. That was kind of my first step. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tiling floors for the first time, setting cabinets for the first mm-hmm. time. Wow. Tore out soffits. I, I learned... I. Um, one of the benefits, I guess, of going to a, a small rural school is most of them, I think, I would hope, still have vocational agriculture classes. Oh. And I, I, I did that for four years, and different semesters would be focused on different things, from yeah. tearing apart small engines to learning how to wire three-way switches. And so having that little bit of knowledge, just enough to go a little further yeah. and think, I can do this. And All right. Okay, we're going to take quick break and we will finish the show off in just a minute welcome back to the day fox home remodeling show where we are talking to highly experienced carpenter drew welch and drew you do a lot of uh well a lot of different carpentry things right i mean i do probably all over the board yeah could be trim could be hanging cabinets could be building some little custom piece somewhere that one of our designers came up with absolutely yeah those are the like the most challenging yet most rewarding ones. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. So what, uh, among all the different things in carpentry you do, what do you enjoy the most? I'd probably have to say custom built-in. Okay. Kind of work. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, I know it's not on a daily basis, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, you just get to refine your skills along the way and you, yeah. you keep those up. And then every once in a while you get that opportunity to do something like yeah. that. And that's where I feel like I really... <clears throat> Really appreciate those moments. Mm-hmm. Um, I can understand that. Because then when you're done, you stand back and look at, yeah, there's like, a one-off. Yeah. There's only one of those, and I made yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or m- maybe it is one of those cases where, hey, you know, initially, early on, it's haven't set too many pocket doors. Yeah. Maybe a couple. It'd be nice to have some more experience with that. Mm-hmm. You know? And so it's getting those opportunities to, to refine those skills. Yeah. yeah. Now, it's funny you mentioned pocket doors. I never... They never crossed my mind as a as a difficult thing. I've never really thought anything of them when I've seen pocket doors. I just think they're very convenient mm-hmm. <laughs> most of the time. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how often they come up as a challenge or things you have to think about when installing them and yeah. all that kind of stuff. It's just funny the, the conveniences that we use on a day-to-day mm-hmm. and have no idea what went into them, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think of... We have a pocket door in our house, and it just works perfectly yep. all the I mean, time. As long as it yeah. functions well, right? Right? Like, yeah. I mean, good. it works fine all the time. It's great. So, yeah. but it, you never know, you know, kind of what went into that behind the scenes, or, you know, a lot of times we might have a challenge with an install on something, and there was a lot of back and forth, or other people brought in to help, kind of figure it out, or whatever the case is, and, you know, for years to come, the homeowner just uses it daily and thinks nothing of what what went into that you know it's just kind of interesting to think about all the all that goes into everything we use on a daily basis and you know things change over time and there's new products and we are kind of a lot of times in an experimental realm um and in a couple ways one is maybe there's a product that's new and maybe it's untested or we have to do our due diligence you know, to, to research it and make sure that we trust the product, whether it's a flooring or a, a, a unit of some kind. But then there's also the rare things, the things that not many people do, but every now and then they do. 
And, you know, steam showers is not something we do every day. Mm-hmm. Now, they're becoming more popular now. But for years and years, we went years without ever putting one in. And lately, we've been putting more in. So it's not a new concept, but it's new to us because we just haven't done it that much. So yeah. there is a lot of um, learning and preparation and research to try to find the products that are going to serve us well. And we don't always have a great success with that. I mean, we, we try to look and find out, but like we've been dealing with a couple of steam units lately. And uh, because we haven't sold a bunch of them and had a bunch of experience with certain brands, we're still searching for a really high quality product that we know is going to last well. And yeah. it's only because we re- don't get the chance that often to do them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, we really are a bit at liberty of the products on the market Mm -hmm. in some capacity. And for specific things, you know, those custom built-ins, we have a lot more control over. And we are the ones kind of controlling the end product. But Mm -hmm. for so often and so many different things, we're installing someone else's product. And it is, it's a lot of trust in our industry partners and things like that. And when it's something that's more obscure or not part of our everyday, um, that challenge grows yep. for sure. Yeah. And Have you experienced when something any? goes wrong? Guess who gets to take care of it <laughs> no matter where it came from. That's right. <laughs> That's yeah. right. <laughs> I know. Have you experienced any worked with any products that you are impressed by or question or had any challenges with? Uh, we, so we, you know, kind of back to the pocket doors, but uh, sort of in a different capacity you know we talk about pocket doors to to rooms but there are pocket doors in cabinetry mm-hmm. as well and that's part of the kitchen project i'm working on at the moment and so doing three of those on this job and looking at the hardware and uh, having spoken with a few other carpenters and some more experienced and um, older ones than myself i was like hey has this hardware changed much because it seems like it hasn't mm. you know and and they said, nope, it's pretty much been the same hardware. So whether that's, you know, uh, not, not enough demand to do some innovation from a manufacturer's point of view to, to develop newer products, or yeah. maybe they think it works well enough to not need to, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing with a, like a pocket door, you mean like a retracting door? Yeah, so like yeah. you open the cabinets and then there's a sort of a cavity that you can push the doors back into. I know, one thing I've, I've found that always surprises um, clients is how much space that takes up Mm, you know when you have that mechanism for the retracting doors you're losing a lot of space it it helps as a space saver too because you don't have to worry about the door swing and Mm -hmm. kind of all of that but it's definitely a a pro and con situation and that some people don't realize that that those retracting doors really take up a good amount of space probably make your usable space what eight inches less or something four inches on a side maybe um probably close to four Yeah. yeah yeah Kind of yeah. depends on the door that's going into it, but yeah. most of those are about three quarters. So yeah, yeah. I always think it's interesting too because there's so much to take in a, into account with cabinetry. You know, between not only the door and fitting that in there and the hardware for the door mechanism, but then also the actual hardware on the cabinet and what you chose and its depth and everything mm-hmm. about it and how it fits into the whole puzzle. It's all a puzzle. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's very <laughs> interesting. Oh yeah, I'm thinking in the, like in the same kitchen we have a whole bank of drawers. Like every base cabinet is just drawers, mm-hmm. and there's twenty, you know, eighteen of them together. All of should have eighth and one eighth of an inch between every drawer front yeah and every drawer has seven ways of adjustment 
yeah to it right and <laughs> trying to get them all in line <laughs> yeah uh vertically horizontally all the gaps mm-hmm. the same uh, yeah. yeah one would think like oh that's you know simple maybe, math maybe a couple hours and <laughs> yeah um it, it might take a couple days <laughs> yeah especially since the wall you know i did see a straight wall once drew once yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're lucky <laughs> but if you're mounting cabinets to a wall that's not straight and the cabinets you try to keep as square as possible but they're always going to be out a little bit and yes. that just you know makes it exponentially difficult to adjust all those yeah. drawers to be have even tolerances everywhere yeah. yeah it is it's a lot the it's when you know the perfectionism and the quality that we produce um, in our projects is not fast you know, we're, we've never said we're fast and we'll, we'll never be fast because that sort of time to make it perfect and to make and to make those types of designs, especially the more modern style with the less, you know, the smaller reveals and everything, getting it all accurate and to look correct um, takes a lot of time. Yeah. I, I'm occasionally surprised at how much work can go into something that looks so simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and mm-hmm. usually the things that look the most simple are what took the most time because it means it was done really well. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, I even think that's one one piece that um, a lot of homeowners, consumers, clients um, often don't recognize is like the amount of work that is hidden behind the walls mm-hmm. to get yeah. to that finished product. Yeah. Um, and it gets covered up. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. there are these phases to jobs where there are big changes, and all of a sudden it seems like, well, there's there's no real change going on. Yeah. It's all yeah. the stuff that... Can't you work any faster? That, <laughs> that's not pretty necessarily, mm-hmm. you know, that you're not really going to see at the end, but... It will make the final product uh, function as yeah. it should and, and functional for a long time. Yes, ab- yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely. Yeah. Well, we appreciate everybody tuning into the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show today. We're here every Sunday morning at eight and available on podcasts all over the world, right, Jamie? That's right. And uh, you can e- reach us by email info at davefox.com. We invite you to visit our website. That's davefox.com. Or you can go to DaveFoxRadio.com and see all of our previously broadcast shows. We will be back next Sunday morning at 8.